Hey, podcast listeners, this is an audio exclusive episode of Creator Support. Over the past year, we've gotten a ton of questions from all of you about AI. It's something that Samir and I have been talking a lot about this year. So for this episode, I had the unique opportunity to speak with a creator who's at the forefront of AI on YouTube. He actually has turned himself into a photorealistic avatar. He's completely replaced himself. Last year, he was a human making gaming and reaction videos, and now it's an AI version of himself. The scripts are all written by AI. The avatar is fully AI. And what really caught my attention was when he posted a video of himself to Twitter, which was like the 2.0 version of his avatar. And it looked so incredibly realistic. And there's a quote about AI that has just stuck with me this entire year, which is just, this is the worst it'll ever be. You're probably familiar with his name. He's been on YouTube for over 12 years making these gaming and reaction videos. His name is Jordy, but he goes by Quebblecop. He has over 15 million subscribers on YouTube. He's actually based in Amsterdam. And while we were recording, Samir was traveling. So it's just actually myself and Jordy in this episode. Now, while he's posting these AI-generated YouTube videos, he's also started a company called JVDB Studios, which develops tools for AI content creation. I imagine this is going to become more and more prevalent in 2024, people turning to AI to support them with creation. In this episode, I ask him, first off, why are you doing this? And also, how are you doing it? We then start to talk a little bit about what this means for the future and how platforms like YouTube should be regulating deepfakes. And actually, since you recorded this episode, YouTube has made announcements about how they plan on regulating and, and how you now need to disclose if something is synthetically or AI generated. And that was a recommendation that you'll hear he makes in this episode. So pretty interesting that he was already ahead of the curve. One more quote about AI that I enjoyed from this year. It was actually from our episode with Miles Fisher. Uh, he said, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. That is the truth. That's the truth. Here we are. We're in the world of AI. AI is coming to YouTube. It's something we talked about with YouTube CEO Neil Mohan. We have a lot of fears of what does it look like if YouTube is all AI-generated content. But at the end of the day, there's really nothing we can do about the fact that generative AI is here. And it's really interesting to hear how a creator like Quebblecop is using it, testing it, and now opening up tools to other creators. Yeah, this conversation for me made it feel a lot more human, and I think it'll do the same for you. So hope you enjoy this episode with Quebblecop. Jordy, welcome uh, welcome to the show. Hello, thanks for so, having me. There are so many questions that we wanna ask you. You have obviously been doing this for a long time, but it wasn't until Samir and I heard about what you're doing with AI generated video mm -hmm. that we really started to take a deep dive because Samir and I are not necessarily gamers. That's not our background, but we found what you're doing to be incredibly fascinating. And then when I dug into your channel more, I watched a Q&A and there was a question potentially about why you're doing this. And it seemed like it had something to do with a little bit of burnout, with mental mm -hmm. health. Yeah. And that combined with I don't know if I'm putting words in your mouth, but it was almost felt to me like a a retirement of sorts. And I don't know if that's the right way to pose it, mm -hmm. but that to me resonated because I don't know when this career ends. I don't know when it stops. And it's hard even to track my own burnout. Now, I don't have the technical ability, nor do I know if I would ever want to go down the route of cloning myself and making videos that way. But for me, it was fascinating that there was someone experimenting and doing this. 
And I just wanted to know what do people think in the comments? What's going on in this guy's head? Mm -hmm. Like, I just want to know how did you get to that point where you decided to basically clone yourself and why? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's jump right into it. So it, picture this, right? Dream with yep. me. Okay. You're a young kid. You say, listen, I'm going to become a YouTuber. This is it. And, and, and there's no, there's no, you know, calling in Samir to watch. It's just you and, the, and YouTube. So every single day, making a video, making new friends, grinding out with these friends. Mm -hmm. Everyone's just working on it every single day. And, you know, one person pops off here. We get a viral there. And, and, and before you know it, it's your full-time job. All your friends are YouTubers. Uh, uh, and you got every, everything you could ever desire, right? Uh, the views are high. The revenue is there. People are, are offering to fly you out. Come to LA. Come to New York. We've got openings for parties here and there. In the meantime, you get offered deals, uh, uh, partnerships, and you're making videos. And that's great. What a lot of people don't see is that it can also be like super taxing on your mental health and super taxing on just your, your overall physical health. Because it's either you could make a crazy amount of money and do some really cool stuff. Sometimes it's not even money related in the weekends, or you could go and relax in the weekends. Right. And hmm. at, at, at often what you're seeing in, in, in creators, and this happened to me is that I constantly said, you know, uh, I'm young, let's do it. I can deal with this. I can, I can make some more videos. I can upload some more bangers. People are loving this and everything. And at one point it caught up with me. Uh, your body needs to relax now. You're 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 absolutely overworked. You're burned out. Uh, I could barely sleep uh, physically and mentally. I wasn't in a good place. And I said, "All right, let's let's switch it up." And that's when I started looking at solutions because I was still stuck with one video a day. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I was still like, "All right, how am I going to survive this burnout with one video a day?" And and back then I was even doing three videos a day. It was absolutely crazy, and I was streaming. So with one video a day in mind and, and, and the idea and the vision of I want to be able to post a video for forever for one, uh, one a day, how can I, how can I do this? Uh, so first things first, I started offloading to a different uh, host. So I started this channel with a different host because I thought that was uh, the way to, to do this, right? Mm -hmm. um, and we very quickly realized that this host that we put there um, uh, was going to have the same challenges as I did or similar challenges, right? So, all right, okay, that's a channel. We grew to 800,000 subscribers, and then it was like, cool. Uh, um, it's time to move on from this concept. Then we said, okay, let's do this in a better way where we don't have to throw the entire channel away when the host, if something happens to the host of the channel. Um, and the channel name was Tiger, by the way. We tried yep. cloning him back then, and we got major uh, a backlash. But it was like an April Fool's show, which got taken out of proportion. We're really good friends. So, uh, anyways. Yep, I've, I've, um, I've dug into some of that as well. I've seen that. You saw that too? That, yeah, yeah. You guys have. Whatever we're, beef there was, it has been squashed. Yeah, no, like we're really good friends, right? So, yeah, so, yeah sure. There was some beef, YouTube drama, whatever. Hilarious. Um, but there we started dabbling into cloning because we had the idea we're going to transition him into a clone. Mm -hmm. eventually right Which, that was when the you idea say clone, there when you say clone at the time this looks very much like a vtuber like it is an animated that, avatar yeah so yeah. step one right we said oh how hard can it be to clone an influencer right 
well, step one <laughs> is is setting up a proper VTuber with a VTuber model, and that's already challenging. And when we started tackling this, because the next step in 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 the story is that we decided to launch a VTuber, uh, which we're still posting on the channel name's Blue, super successful, eight hundred thousand subscribers and, and counting. Um, is that we realized that, okay, we've cloned a personality in a way, a brand uh, uh, functions there, and, and we can swap out actors and, and team members and everything, but the, the blue will continue on forever, right? He's not yep. going to stop. And we can license him out and infinitely scale him up. And then came, uh, uh, you know, us revisiting our original vision of, okay, well, we have the Quibble Cup IP. I am here and I have this name and everything. How how can we use this technology that we have to really, uh, um, uh, you know, continue building our vision? So this is like the next version of the software. Uh, and and then we got to the point where it was a photo, well, first a cartoonish clone and then a photorealistic clone. And that's when uh, uh, shit hit the fan. <laughs> when you say when shit hit the fan you mean the reaction from everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. i think that's when people started talking they're like all right that's when first, people started talking at, at first it was a gimmick and then they're like all right this guy's serious and i'm like yeah like i'm gonna go 100 percent all in on this i'm gonna lead the way and anyone who who wants to join this journey and 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 who wants to participate in the conceptualization and then uh, you know uh, of this brand new form of storytelling. I'm like, come join us, you know? So if I look at your channel now, there are some gaming videos with a photorealistic yeah. version of you. Yeah. And it feels like someone is just playing the game and this photorealistic version of you in the corner is adding commentary. It just feels like a somewhat normal gameplay video. Yeah. But can you bring me through how that is made? What is AI generated? What's not AI generated? Sure. Yeah. So, so what you're seeing on the Quibble Club YouTube channel and some of the social media channels is that we are constantly, uh, uh, we have this skill. And on one end of the skill, you have 100% human-made content. And on the other end of the skill, you have, uh, on the other end of the skill, you have 100% AI-generated content. So we're constantly trying to figure out what's the sweet spot for our YouTube channel. Uh, and in this situation, uh, uh, we really tried focusing on, can we capture the brand essence of an influencer, of Quibble Cup, without me being there? And that's the experiment you're watching. And it's a live experiment. We're building on this live. We're super open for feedback. So if you're wondering, that's not me sitting there. That's not my voice. I have no say in what goes live on the channel whatsoever. The The, the jokes and all those things, that's not me. But there are some humans involved in the process that make this function. Uh, because we noticed that a fully autonomous AI influencer is not as good as an AI influencer with a human guiding it for now. Why were you so willing to run this experiment? Because putting myself in your shoes, you know, Samir and I have worked on our channel, this channel, for about seven years. I can't imagine taking that risk to run an AI version of ourselves and mm -hmm. risk the performance going down, risk backlash from our audience, yeah. which are some of the things that you're going through throughout this experiment is dealing with a little bit of fluctuation, dealing with pushback. Why yeah. are you so willing to do it? Considering well, you built this brand over so yeah, long. Yeah, of course, of course. Let me ask you the question, right? Uh, mm -hmm. 
what you share on your channel, that's the story that you want to tell, correct? Correct. That's what I'm doing, right? And and that's what I'm trying to show to the world that this is a new form of storytelling. This isn't this isn't your old school. This is a new niche. It's mm. a, an influencer who wants to tell the story of Kobo AI. I want to talk about it. I want to take you on this journey and see it as a new entity that has been shaped, but that's my story, right? Okay. And 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 that's a vision that I, I, I really share. And if everyone always tells me like, you're not being creative, or sometimes people have this argument where they say YouTube is, you know, it's, it's for you, or it's like, they, we want to see you. And I'm like, no, I don't think you get it. It's whatever the person wants to upload and share. It's about the creators sharing their vision and sharing their stories. And that's really what I'm doing here. I'm sharing my vision of the future where I believe that it's heading to. And I love uh, making videos. So I've combined the two, my two passions, and that's what we're running. And we're also running it to gather data, right? Because to me, I'm retired. I have everything I want in life, like everything. I'm super happy. And one of the lowest stress levels, uh, uh, I have an app on my smartwatch, smartwatch that shows stress levels. It's great too, right? So mm-hmm. I've got data, data to back this up, um, but I, I just love it. This is just this. This is me, you know. Uh, let's do yeah. some absolutely crazy storytelling. Let's break up the meta. Let's stir up the pot and question everything that we've been thinking. And uh, I think that is uh, is all possible right now because of all these AI solutions. And the absolute biggest reason, the number one reason, I stopped uploading daily has now been solved Hmm. right i can make all the videos that i want that i that i've always wanted to make um and uh, to me that's great where the pushback comes is okay this this might be this guy's checking out he doesn't care anymore it's opportunistic Mm -hmm. and i as the fan of his am not getting to experience the creativity that i used to but I actually think the the framing that you just framed it in does make sense to me that what is taking place on the channel is your creativity. It's just exactly. coming in the form of what is an experiment. Yeah, and, and, and come over to Amsterdam, join us for a day, and you'll see all we're doing is grinding, right? This is a, a, almost a 24-7 job where all we're doing is building these AI systems and building this... Uh, uh, these tools that can make these uh, these video with the idea of going to nearly fully autonomous, uh, where the user inputs creativity and outcomes a full video. So, how much of what you're doing right now on your channel is is marketing for a rollout of a product that other creators can use? Yeah, it's it's more the other way around. We are building the tool. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, we are using it internally, and we're simply trying to find. Uh, uh, ways to make it uh, a profitable of enough endeavor so that we can scale up the technology, right? Um, so, for example, if the Global Cup YouTube channel does great, we have no incentive, uh, 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 not much incentive to roll out a tool too and dedicate resources to that. Um, but uh, uh, it, it is it is not in an intentional way to market things. We, in all honesty, had absolutely no idea it would blow this much out of proportion. The statistics on all social media platforms were very down when we started doing it. And we just thought, hey, we're just going to do this, gather some data, and then slowly be able to pick back things back up. And, and it just 
went crazy. Uh, and now we're like, all right, well, let's continue and uh, continue building and put out some really cool products. Have you had any feedback from YouTube, the platform at all of this is great. This is, hey, tread carefully over here because you can't be fully autonomous. Yes, yes. And about that, <laughs> about that. Um, so so I do work with YouTube and there are certain things that I cannot talk about, but forget that for a minute. What is and what isn't allowed? YouTube policy 101. All right, you ready for this one? I'm ready. Okay. Spam, scam, uh, explicit content, often too explicit content. Those things are not allowed. These are in, in their terms of service, right? Mm -hmm. I've asked YouTube, is AI content allowed? AI generated content. They said, yeah, no problem. As long as it's not spam, right? So if you can put out AI generated content, that's good and fun and, you know, gets more more than two views or, you know, you know what I mean? Like it needs, yeah. people need to pick it up and, and, and say there's value in this. Then AI generated content is allowed. On top of that, if let's say you have a software program that comes up with video ideas itself, proceeds to generate a video itself, post this video itself, analyze the video and adjust, this is also allowed. And this would be a fully autonomous AI agent, right? A company, a creator, an influencer that can totally run on itself, um, which we've done. Uh, and that's absolutely crazy and, 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 and definitely, uh, uh, still very, very, very early, um, hmm. but it is allowed. The reason that Samir and I talk about the fully autonomous channel is because there is a little bit of concern that if that were to become fully available to tons and tons of people, YouTube and social media platforms will be flooded with this autonomous content and human content will actually be like perhaps the minority. The only time that would happen is when AI generated content, gen, gen AI content becomes better than man-made human content. Agreed? Because these algorithms, they will, they will only show the people what they want to be watching. If the people don't want to watch it, then hey, what's the problem, right? But if the people want to watch it, yeah, a uh, competition, yeah. right? Survival of the fittest. Uh, um, it, it, it's most likely going to be an old meta in a few years where uh, generative AI content is simply going to outperform pure, raw, human, man-made storytelling. Uh, but then we should embrace that because it's better content, in my opinion. Or perhaps embrace it as a tool for humans to make more yeah. interesting types of content and stories. Right, but then uh, uh, it will be I guess I get concerned thinking about, and maybe I already am being fed something like this, but just... I don't know if I want to be so much in a silo that there it's so easy to create content and stories that I can have stories completely tailored to me. Mm -hmm. It's both it's both exciting and scary at the same time that like there could yeah. be a piece of video generated just for me that I will love so much and that then I could maybe yeah. share with people and communicate with people through that piece of content. Um, but it also uh, is strange to me that there might be something that was only made for me that only I see that, you know, our social media feeds will continue to be even further uh, separated and apart from each other and and very tailored to you right um, yeah. which is just going to be i mean way better experiences super cool i think that's sick with the exciting side of ai generated content and what we'll call or i guess i want to transition now to deep fakes mm -hmm. with you know mr beast tweeting about some of the deep fakes that have been yeah 
coming up for him. And we've been experiencing the same thing too. I would say about one or two a week we find of ourselves. Do you have any concern about you yourself being deep faked? I mean, uh, it's certainly possible that I go, uh, that I get deep faked. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm personally doing it myself, but I'm also ready for the fight. Uh, if someone's mm. going to do it, you know, someone has to go and, and, and defend themselves. Uh, there are going to be fun legal battles there. Uh, and we need rules. We need regulations. We need policies that prevent abuse. And I, I, I think these are the responsibilities for the platforms. And this is also what they're focusing on uh, as far as I've, I've seen online and what they're working on and discussing. Um, and, and with the track record that a Google has, for example, um, I, I, you know, I, I don't have any doubt in, in that they're going to handle it uh, the best way possible. For example, um, you know, I've seen the Mr. Beast uh, deepfake ad. I'm just surprised that, you know, there isn't a check to make sure that whoever is in this ad has provided consent to be in the ad or mm-hmm. uh, like a face de- detect. Like, hey, that's Mr. Beast. All right. Uh, has Mr. Beast's uh, system approved this, right? There could be so many different checks. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure they're working on this. I mean, I would assume they're working on this. Um, so it's just part, it's just a new challenge. Uh, it's really not the end of the world. It's, it's an annoyance. It's one of the biggest unknowns. And I think that's what, you know, Mr. Beast even tweeted was, you know, questioning whether platforms are ready or not for potentially what's coming. And I think Samir and I feel similar type of way as we start to see, you know, deep fakes of ourselves go out on the internet and that are, that are trying to scam people for money. And you touched on some of them, but what are, you know, from your understanding, the options available to us or what will be the options available to us to protect ourselves from deep fakes on the Internet? Yeah, right now uh, there isn't really much but one thing, and that is to really educate yourself on on the matter and make sure that, hey, uh, uh, if someone comes by and promotes something, always check, double check, triple check everything, right? That's the best way to defend yourself right now. Spread awareness, which is what we're doing right now. So that's great. Um, and then it's most likely going to be up to the platforms to filter out this content, right? Um, you cannot build a watermark into an AI generated uh, piece of content because there will just someone, someone will just figure out how that watermark is generated and, and reverse engineer it and, uh, and make a filter that removes the watermark. So, I mean, that's what AI systems are really good at. So we, we need something else. Uh, and I think in, in a future where bots are going to be everywhere, because that's really what it is, we just need human verification that whoever you're talking to or whoever, uh, uh, you know, whatever you're watching uh, has been verified by the individual that you're looking at. And, and those systems, those aren't uh, rocket science to make. With face detect, you can figure things out too. And uh, it, it's all possible. Um, I think a solution like that would be would be very, very uh, robust. Paint a picture for me on the positive end of the spectrum mm-hmm. five years from now with technology like yours and more creators like you. What does YouTube look like? I think the content's going to be better, right? We're going to see, uh, uh, you know, like moving videos we're, we're going to see a phenomenal storytelling super high budget looking produced uh, shows and series and concepts that are produced by an individual sitting in a bedroom on his smartphone or on his apple glasses uh, or apple vision pro prompting what he wants to see and its entire ai system builds out this 
imagination and this vision of this creator uh, without having uh, be, being being limited by uh, the current limitations. So I think we're going to see way more creators produce way, way, way better stories. If anyone can make anything of any quality, what matters anymore? How do you stand out? Well, that's going to be the billion dollar question to try and answer and, and predict in the next few years. I don't know. Uh, it might be branding. I think uh, when these AI systems can produce uh, everything digital on demand for every individual, um, including software, including uh, tools and applications, uh, uh, branding might be the only thing that really jumps out. However, who needs branding if you can build your own products, right? Because you have branding, so people start using your products uh, or watching or experiencing your products. Uh, so I think it's going to be uh, uh, much more focused on the individual's experience and uh, most likely something in VR. Who knows? Uh, 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 more towards a, a digital 3D uh, experiences. That's that's something that I think it's going to uh, going to head into. Um, and and we'll, we're currently experiencing the birth of this new form of storytelling, uh, which we can only imagine. Uh, uh, we can't even imagine where it's gonna uh, where it's gonna go in the next five years. With some of the content you're putting out, what are the positive indicators for you when it comes to what you're making that that you're onto something? Um, I think one is how much are people talking about it, right? The discussion around it is for us a very important one uh, because uh, we don't know what we're putting out there. Like <laughs> we're just like, hey, uh, check this out. Let us know what you think. And then, and, then, and then we're just taking notes. Like people go, oh, this doesn't even look like him. This looks really bad. This is terrible quality. And we're like, all right, let's make it photorealistic. Cool, we got that. Some people are saying, uh, uh, you know, focus on the more uh, useful use cases. Uh, so right now we're dabbling into uh, 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 language dubbing. So uh, not our last video, but the video before that, we put, I think it's like 10 or 11 different audio tracks which are all AI generated. So rather than it costing us $50 a minute to do dubbing in one language, we did an entire video in 10 different languages for 50 bucks, right? Um, so so user feedback for us is the absolute number one thing right now. Um, and as a, as a little benchmark, we're looking at views and impressions that uh, the channels and pages are achieving. Um, but that's still very early or early on. Uh, so we're, we, we need some time. We need some time to really be confident in it. Um, here's another funny one. Uh, what a lot of people don't know is that's everyone always looks at Cobalt AI and, 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 and sees Cobalt AI. But in the background, we have other channels too. Uh, mm -hmm. And one of them, it's called Chasing the Past. You should look it up. It's 100% AI. So it's the closest. Well, it's not our fully autonomous agent, but it's one creator. And all the creator does is it prompt, he prompts and out comes a video says if he likes it or not, changes the prompt, and then does that on repeat, and then picks the best videos and posts it. And and there, I would say the number one result we're trying to track is how many views did we get organic, and has anyone noticed it's AI-generated? And we hadn't had a single AI-generated comment, um, and we got up to 2 million monthly views, I think a total of 60,000 followers across social media, uh, and we have multiple videos who are nearly nearly touching a million views, 100% AI generated. No one had any clue. Um, so, so there is evidence that it's certainly a, a feasible option. We're just improving. What's the 
content? Like, what's the nature of the content? Is that uh, gameplay? Like, where's the footage coming from? Or is that all AI-generated footage as well? Yeah, it's a Colin Ensemir scam account. No joking. <laughs> it is a, it's a history channel. So uh, uh, we're looking at this technology and thinking, like, we don't really know what we're doing. Uh, uh, we're just building it. And, and we know which direction we want to take it in. Just really, like, fully-fledged mm. Hollywood, Netflix, whatever you want. Uh, uh, quality uh, content, also YouTube and TikTok and all the social media. Um, but the use cases are pretty interesting. So, for example, if you have this tool that can make videos on demand, um, uh, one one uh, use case that's really fun is history. Because history is like books. It's just purely your imagination. There's no photos of the Egyptians building the pyramids. That's impossible, Right. But now there are photos of the, the Egyptians building the pyramids that look indistinguishable from reality, right? So I think in a situation like that, you're, you're reaching this completely untapped market and uh, uh, you're providing education and uh, 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 just solving these problems that have been laying dormant right there. Um, and that, that's just one use case. Uh, another one could be a student who uh, really wants to be an influencer but doesn't have enough time, right? I have my day job, all right? I'm watching uh, all these influencers when I come back and then I want to create, but it's already 9 p.m. I don't have time, right? That's that's one thing you hear very, very often. Or I don't know where to start. Um, and, and for those type of people, uh, 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 these, type, these tools will also be phenomenal because uh, they can still express their creativity and tell the stories that they want to tell. But... All of a sudden, they're not limited by anything else. It's just your imagination. Um, how how cool is that? What do you think? It's hard for me to put myself in the shoes of that of that person, and, and to to see where the creativity is because I'm also not as familiar with using the tools. Mm-hmm. You know, when so, I hear you describe it, for me, it just sounds like, oh, I worked all day. I don't have time to be creative. Let me press a button. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of that, course. That, but you can make it as creative as you want. So that so the process yeah. becomes more of a you become a prompt crafter, right? Yep. And and, mm-hmm. and these prompts can go as in depth as you want. You can string them all together, uh, but you're in in the most uh, uh, optimal way communicating with one of these AI systems to do what you want it to do. And if you yeah. have this, or at least this is how my creativity works, I'm just going by my day, and all of a sudden an idea pops into my mind, or I'm talking to someone and there's this idea, and I want to express this idea and make it reality for example create an ai clone of myself i will then work together with whatever it takes to go and achieve this and that is what i believe uh, is me expressing my creativity so if that means i need to go and get a piece of paper and start writing a script or hold a camera or ask an ai system to go and do it to me the result is the creative expression, not the entire process towards it. It's certainly a creative, uh, a, a, a creative task you are, are doing. So I would say the creativity is everywhere and the creative expression is in, in, in the work that you share. Um, you know, and, and if you want to write the script yourself, you can do that too. You mm-hmm. can just write the script and feed it the script and say, make a video about this. Or yep. if you want to be very specific on, well, this is a feature we're working on right now where you can just upload an image of yourself or something or an object and say, I want to have this in there, right? Or I want you to, this is, when I talk about Quibble Cup, this is who I'm talking about. 
Um, and so you can really start steering it. You can change it afterwards. You can edit it down, or maybe you just only use this tool for conceptualization and then you go and put your raw and expressive creativity into it, right? So I, I, to me, I just look at it and I'm like, oh, that's just a tool in my arsenal. It's like, it's like Premiere. It's like yeah. uh, uh, in my camera. Uh, it's like my microphone. And it's already becoming more of a tool in everyone's arsenal. Even if you looked at Adobe release phenomenal like text, yeah, text to video where you can highlight a specific part of your video. They change what the tie looks like on a guy as yeah. he's walking. So it, it's yeah. coming in. It's I was gonna say it's happening slowly, but it's not actually. The updates are coming uh, pretty frequently yes, to a lot of our down. software yeah. that we already have. Yeah, the Adobe uh, Generative Fill they uh, released in Photoshop, and then now they decided to also, uh, you know, start working on a video equivalent of it. It's it's so cool. Uh, but then again, the question is, you know, your VFX artist, uh, they're sweating right now. Um, yeah. How I look at though, and and, and I completely agree. That's it's certainly a, a, an interesting discussion to have. Um, I think a VFX artist is there to tell the story, right? Is there to have the VFX in there. Uh, I don't think the movies are going to get worse or VFX artists will get fired. They can just start adding way more VFX. They're crunching most of the time uh, anyways, right? Um, so now VFX becomes super accessible even for your everyday uh, YouTuber. Uh, and, and to me, that's, once again, great news. Yeah, I think the 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 skill that's going to become very important is taste. You know, the, the taste that mm-hmm. a VFX artist has is what, no matter what, will carry over, right? Of what's right, what's not right, what looks good, uh, what's the right way to go about this? Because, yeah, like the the assistant editor job of of yesterday is increasingly taken care of with some of the software that we have. Um, but the taste of of where to put certain things and what's right and what's not, whether you're the one actually on the keys or making the moves, you still need to have that final decision of, is this, is this the way that I want it to be? Exactly. So the human input and the quality assurance, they seem to be the most valuable places for humans to sit, right? That's really, uh, 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 get it done. And then once it's done, you provide your feedback. So I think mm-hmm. that's really a, a, a new form of, of, of creating. Uh, that's how I look at it, at least. So before we go, I do want to ask, is the History Channel, are you monetizing that History Channel? So let's talk about monetization. Great. We yeah. haven't seen a single uh, issue with AI-generated uh, uh, content on social media and monetization. We've had, the History Channel is not monetized on YouTube, but it is on Facebook. Facebook monetization, YouTube monetization, Snapchat shows, and then TikTok and Instagram uh, we don't have uh, a monetization here in Amsterdam for those two. Uh, so unfortunately, uh, we, have, we haven't been able to get those two con- uh, confirmed and monetized yet. But on Twitter, it's also certainly monetized. So, so far, we're not seeing any pushback from any platform about AI-generated content and monetization. Can you give us an idea of how much money per month that History Channel is making across different platforms combined? All right now it's uh it's it's not much like it's getting millions yeah. of years if you certainly uh but monetization is a is a is a whole different uh a game right um yeah i i you know honestly i wouldn't even know uh it's also yeah. not something we really uh, care too much about how expensive is it 
for you to create a channel like that? I'm curious, like how many how many people are there behind the scenes? How how accessible is what you're making to everyone right now? That channel is managed by one person who had no YouTube channel prior to this or Facebook uh, channel. Um, I think uh, to generate a video, it takes about two to three minutes. Uh, so you can just go as crazy as you want. And a generation costs about a dollar. So um, that's for short form content. Uh, that, that gives it a little bit of a, a, you know, you can make it as crazy as you want. You can do 10 videos in 30 minutes and then pick your favorite one and upload it. Or you do five and then post all five of them. Wow. Um, and it's only getting cheaper. Once again, this is what it's at now. I think in a year from now, uh, I can confidently say it's going to be one-tenth of the price. And while the costs for these shorts are scaling down, uh, um, it becomes more and more accessible to do longer form content. And that's really what we're working on right now uh, to release like a really solid long form uh, tool uh, that people can use to generate, uh, let's say, five minute, 10 minute long uh, YouTube videos about, in all honesty, anything. Fascinating. Well, man, thanks for filling me in there. I think we should probably check in in another three to six months and see, see what's fun. happening. Yeah, and yeah. See where we're at. Uh, wow, man. And if we ever... What, uh, what, where do you think it will be in three to six months? How about we end on that? Because then we can always check back and laugh at it. In three to six months. I I think with the announcements that, you know, Adobe made, I think when Adobe makes a decision or an Apple or even a YouTube with some of their creation tools, like the more that the software that we already use starts to incorporate generative AI, I think that's when we'll really start to see things change. You know, I am in uh, Adobe Premiere all the time and I've started using generative fill in Photoshop. I understand it. It's a language that I speak. So now you put it into my editing software, I'm going to start using it. You know, I've already started using generative fill in photos for some uh, photos that have come out on our platforms. I don't tell people that I use generative fill. You know, they probably don't even know. So... I think that in three to six months with the announcement, you know, of it being in Adobe Premiere, once it comes into like our edit software, I think that's where six months from now, we'll really start to see, uh, or maybe not even be able to tell, actually. I, mean, I was going to say we'll be able to start to see, but it, a lot of these things are not things you can really see or tell. I think they're going to be minor adjustments that were actually massive leaps all of a sudden, everyone's going to be doing really cool shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, even with, you look at Mr. Beast, right? Like his videos are starting to incorporate a lot more CGI. Yeah. And sometimes you can kind of tell. Sometimes you sort of can't tell. Well, as that well, type of. I mean, ahead. the clickbait's going to be great. Like all of a sudden, everyone has a Lamborghini part in their, in their uh, garden. Right. But then no Generative one cares. Then there's no one cares about a Lamborghini. Yeah, I just bought this car, guys. Okay, anyways. It, great. Phenomenal. Uh, I'm super stoked. <laughs> it's new territory for me, so it's hard for me to even guess where we will be or predict where we will be. So that's why we're talking to you. I think we're yep. going to have a long-format, photorealistic, indistinguishable from reality, uh, uh, long-form uh, videos uh, emerge, Snapchat shows. On social media, you're going to start seeing videos that are, uh, uh, you know, like either... Fully, 
fully, fully, fully photorealistic and you cannot tell the difference. Uh, you're going to see clips of that and snippets of that here and there. Uh, and I think it's going to be um, much more accessible for, for people to get started. So my last question for you, do you think that platforms like YouTube should have some sort of disclaimer if a piece of content is made, is AI generated? Yeah, so, so here's my stance on it. Um, I think what they can already do today in, uh, is make it um, a, just a little box that you can tick if you want to disclose it. And, mm -hmm. and this is the trust system. Uh, and this trust system we also have with paid partnerships where you as a creator um, are asked to disclose it. Uh, right now, you're not forced to disclose it. But I think one step into the right direction would be to uh, and give people the option to disclose it if they wanted to. Um, I'm all for that. I'm like, why not? Right. Like That doesn't hurt yeah. anyone. It shows that, you know, like I would totally turn it on. Um, and, uh, you know, some platforms are already experimenting with it. Uh, so TikTok, for example, has it where it says this content is generated by AI, something along those lines. Uh, that's the uh, that's what I vote for. What about you? What do you vote for? Yeah, I, I do think there should be some sort of disclaimer, but I guess the difficult thing is, you know, there are moments where people will use AI tools in their videos. And if a video is 20% AI generated, do I have to disclose that at some point? Mm -hmm. uh, if it's 50%, you know, and then how do you even measure that? That can be very subjective. Yeah, so and, and this think... is, this, I'm 100% uh, agreeing with that, by the way. That's a, a very valid argument. I do think you're right. You know, there's precedent for letting creators check off the box already uh, when it comes to paid partnerships. So I do think it is a decent first step to at least allow creators, if they want to disclose, to disclose. And then, and then we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Maybe it becomes a, a label for phenomenal content or maybe it becomes a label for a terrible content. And then it's, it's time to uh, switch it up a notch, right? So True. I, 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 think it's, I, think, I think it's so exciting. I think, I think it's so exciting, everything that's happening right now. It has, I haven't been this excited about YouTube in, in uh, I'd say, ever. It's probably one of the most interesting times to be a creator, no doubt. Cool. Well, Jordy, thanks again. Thanks again, man, for coming on. This was uh, fascinating. You're definitely doing I hope you something, something very, very unique. Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and if you guys ever want to brainstorm more spar and, and, and see how we can help you guys with some AI solutions, let me know.